0: Hello and welcome to Tech Binds, um, the show where we geek out about wine and cool topics in technology. I'm your host, Melissa Gurney-Green, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Colin Gallagher.
1: Hey,
2: hey,
0: hey. And Scott Delandy.
1: Good uh, evening, afternoon, morning. You know, I, I hate when people start <laughs> off like that, and I can't believe I got sucked into it. Wherever you are. Howdy! How about okay. that? <laughs> good t- Good X time of day. <laughs> yes, yes, whatever. Fill yes, yes. in the blank. Cheers.
0: <laughs> cheers, everybody. And cheers. Yes, yes. It looks like oh, we're do all getting red I missed tonight. It.
1: Okay, ready? Here we go. <laughs> of course. Right. We're proposing for a photo, guys. So yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. So tonight's topic is sustainability in in every way. So so both sustainable wines, but also su- sustainability in tech. And how I came to this topic was. Um, Really, kind of, kind of, it's been a theme in my life. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> over the last few months, um, in planning for conferences and and this notion of digital swag, but also like swag store stuff internally, and and trying to do better there um, at work, and then at home, looking at a year of school that might be entirely remote, and. Um, workload balance of doing all of this and juggling family and work life and and all that and I'm like what what is sustainable? <laughs> ah. And and what does that mean and is it really the right thing to do? So um so that's kind of where the energy and and idea came for this topic, but I also happened across this this big display inside the wine store when I was looking for uh for, for the wine that I think Colin suggested a, a couple of of shows ago, and there was this big kind of sustainable winery thing, um, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try this and see and see what happens, and then, of course, I accidentally fell into a sustainable wine last week as well, but um, but this one is, is interesting, so um, I'm excited to hear what you all came up with and what your wines are. I guess, Scott, I'll start with you this time.
1: Yay, I get to start. I hate following Colin, so I'm very excited. So... <laughs> Um, this was I, It was a surprisingly easy uh, selection for this evening because, yeah, most liquor stores or places where you go to buy wine, they do have a, a section. Uh, it may not be labeled as sustainable, um, but it's organic, right? And um, there was a, a, a lot of different things to, to choose from. So I went with a, a winery from uh, Napa Valley uh, called Farmhouse, and it's basically just a Californian red, so, um, you know, right up my alley. Um, very, uh, pr- you know, very good. It's it's a typical red, so you have kind of that, you know, berry sort of chocolatey um, kind of a flavor. So it it definitely ticks the mark on that from a, from it being a good wine. But doing a little research into the uh, the winery or really the farming practices itself, they do some really cool things. So obviously everything is organic, right from kind of pest management to how they cover the crops and the composting that they use and what they do with the roots and there's a lot of good information. But the, the two things that I thought were great. and I don't know if it's just from a marketing perspective or just from you know, how they actually you know, um, complete the whole process around you know, the, the grapes and the fermentation, and, you know, all of that the end to end piece. But from a weeding perspective, they actually use a, a combination of sheep and goats. To be able to eliminate the weeds and so there's this whole section about you know the, the the sheep and goats that they use and when they put them out and what they do with them over the winter so that was kind of interesting but the other thing that i thought was kind of cool is that within the soil they actually use volcanic cinder that they mix in in order to help with the uh with the flavor so um again the uh the brand is uh, is or the winery's farmhouse and they are uh, california-based napa valley um they they have a school where they teach kind of the sort of the sustainability process um or you know natural process from from an agricultural perspective and it's called the green string farming community and so that's basically where the uh the winery is based and the name farmhouse comes from the fact that there's actually a, a farmhouse on the property, and so there's a picture of it on the label. So, you know, I, I kind of violated one of Colin's rules of wine mm-hmm. is to not go by the the, <laughs> the picture on the right. bottle, but it definitely attracted me. But the other thing that's great, price point, right? We, we worked this in, so this was $9.99. So for under $10, bucks, you are getting yourself a, a organic um Um, sustainable process used to make the organic wine um, and it's pretty good so no complaints there Colin what about you Um, I went with a Raymond
2: Cabernet Sauvignon I wanted to go something um, upscale and sort of prove that you can actually get a decent um, and highly decent you know um, high-end wine that's done you know, organically, sustainably, organically, and then biodiversely. And, um, you know, I know Raymond from from Napa. They're, you know, 900 acres or so, and they do everything. And the same thing you mentioned, Scott, you know, completely biodiversity they use. For me, um, what, what's really interesting for them is they use natural um, ground cover, you know, and it may not be important to you folks out there. But when you plant grapes, it's an important distinction. But what the question that you have to decide, Um, About what to do about the ground of the vineyard. Do you not cover it all? Do you let grass grow on it um, and then? Have to deal with the weeds and everything else, and again, that's where a lot of the best you know, things go into into you're burning away. I know vineyards; they do a burn down. They'll do roundup in between the rows and everything else, which is not ideal. Um, and what they do is they actually do um, natural ground cover like clover or other things like that that cover that keep the weeds out and everything going, but are you know are, still, are healthy and, and sort of self-maintaining. So, um, so when I was reading about that, I was like, yes, this is important because. I understand how difficult and hard it is not just to deal with the vines themselves and everything you do with the vines, but the, the associated ground cover around them. So I thought it would be an interesting story to tell. Um, and it's a fantastic wine. It is not on the cheaper side, um, but it is well worth it. Um, it is a you know, It took a little bit to open up today, um, but it is dark and inky, and you cannot see through it. Um, and, um, you know... Tanniny, and it's got a decent amount of mallow in it, so it's got a good, um, you know, a little bit hint of that subtle buttery flavor
1: underneath all those. And I'm really, really liking this. All right, what was the price point? You kind of you skirted around that, but we got it. Forty nine ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. No, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, yeah, no, there was no, a, but... there was, there was one that I was looking at. It was over eighty bucks, and I was going to yeah. pull the trigger on that one, but I saw this yep. one. Said, oh, and this and stuff. then you guys will see this, and, and this one has a nice velvet label. It's
2: like, just so fun to touch and stroke. <laughs> it's like oh, it's my... a whole tactile sensation. It's different, you know. Yeah, really...
1: I, I think the rule around the label being one of the primary uh, decision factors is, is definitely coming under scrutiny, at least. No, I didn't. I didn't
2: realize it until I got it that because um, uh, I ordered this online, um, and and. Um... And I was like, it's a red label, but it's a red velvet label, with, yeah,
1: yeah, which is nice. Yeah, but as you're fill, filling out your Net Promoter Scorecard, oh, that yeah. was number three in terms of the things that you listed. So uh, yeah. I guess the label works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, not as- the experience, it's, it's, right? It's, it's <laughs> the experience. It's the, it's the aesthetics. And actually, Colin yeah. has a very good story that we're gonna twist his arm and have him uh, share. Cool. Um, yeah. I heard bits and jabs of it, but but before we do that, I think, what, yeah. are Melissa, you, what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking Black Cloud. It's a red blend from California. It's by Cloud Break um, Winery, and this is uh, their reserve. Uh, it's mm. a whopping $9.99 a bottle, which I didn't really look at the price. I was just kind of intrigued by by the label and didn't really pay attention, but um, definitely a great value for what you get. It's um, a little more fruit forward and a little more sweet than I'd usually get into but super dark and inky. You definitely can't see through it. And it's a combination of Petite Syrah, Ruby Cabernet, and Syrah. And I was like, Ruby Cabernet? I didn't even know that was a thing. So so I went through and, and learned a little bit about the grapes too, which was which is fun. But um
2: How I does enjoy, Ruby Cabernet differ from a regular Cabernet?
0: It's a mix. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get the pronunciation wrong unless I look. So so it's a it's a red grape variety that's crossed between uh Cab Sauvignon grape and uh the Carignan? Mm-hmm. So, so it has like a, a cherry kind of flavor to it. And this definitely is, is a mix of like raspberry and black cherry in in flavor. So, so it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and it's usually yeah. used in blends. So
2: yeah, the, the, the Kerrigan is a, is a, a heat resistant grape. So they breed that into a lot of wines to get heat resistant, heat resistant. So probably for California, they needed to do that, you know, depending on, on the area, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a great poster today, and I gotta find it where I saw it because I really want it. Um, and it showed, it had a map of the world, and it <laughs> had the it had like heat bands, you know, like you know green, yellow, red for where the grape growing regions were in each of the continents. And the bands, it was just a really cool poster. Oh wow, I, guess I, want
0: then...
1: I want that. That needs to go up to my house someplace. Yeah, I gotta find it.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> this is one so... of my favorite parts about the whole podcast is just the whole wine piece of that because. Mm-hmm. You know, we this is this is this is episode seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a thing, right? Yep. And, yep. And yep. just being able to have to go out and like look around and just do a little bit of research yeah. and you know figure out what's available and, and mm-hmm. you know, what the options are and doing kind of the research behind the uh, the different wineries or blends or whatever it is that you're having. Mm-hmm. So that was, so whoever came up with this idea. Good idea because I mm-hmm. definitely expanded my um my my definitely my knowledge, but just the, yep. the things that I'll try. Um so And it's yeah. just <laughs> fun. Too. You yeah. Yeah. So
0: thank you, Colin, because it was your idea. yes
1: yeah, so. thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want an excuse to hang with you and drink wine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The
0: text just a front.
2: Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> No, we we'll just And by the way, the, the velvet label only comes on the reserve as well, so if you don't order the reserve um, from Raymond you get you get a, a standard label. So I should warn people, just don't <laughs> go out and order any Raymond expect to get the velvet label. Yeah. yeah. All right. So
0: Colin has a story I hear. I have a
2: story. So I'm having I'm having a week. <laughs> and oh, I have, I, saying- I decided today I am taking tomorrow off. I'm gonna make it a long weekend because this is how my day ended. Um, we're doing a little promotion for some, you know, loyal, long-term customers. Um, our fifty-thousandth customer, mm. and we decided to do some custom bezels for our fifty-thousandth customer. Lovely. Easy to do, you know. And so I actually know a guy um, who paints bezels. <laughs> yeah. Done it before, um, and he's based in Massachusetts. And so I reached out to him a couple weeks ago and said, "Hey, would you do this?" And so I got our you know ops team to ship him six bezels to paint you know we're going to give them three and we're going to keep three for ourselves and you know to blah 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 uh, in case anything goes wrong etc um you know put them in a museum someplace etc right? ebc or something and so they've been trying to deliver all week and there was a problem the phone number he gave me was off by digit and they couldn't confirm the delivery and whatever um i was like why do they take you know why do they need to confirm the delivery so he sent me a picture this afternoon of two pallets sitting in his driveway in Salem, Massachusetts. They did they not deliver six them. bezels, they delivered six frames. <gasps> oh my goodness.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. And frames without bezels. <laughs> oh no.
2: Yes. Oh no. So I'm going to so let sorry. other people deal with that tomorrow, and I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, so, oh, it's wow. like, and and, and the, the invoice I had him send me, it's like, well maybe I put we put the wrong thing in the system and the invoice says six bezels. So like somebody in the factory I guess decided there's no way we can ship six bezels. Why would you want to do that?
1: <laughs> mm. Um so, you, you, yes. the, the the great thing about that story is that our target audience for this podcast, they're gonna listen to that and be like, Oh my god. I completely get that. That is just like I matter of fact they yeah. probably everyone's been in almost a similar situation where something like that has happened. So um,
2: yep. So I'm not dealing with the return of them. I'm not dealing with the shipping of the new vessels. I'm just like, I am taking a day off and I'm taking a four-day weekend. And like good hopefully way to, this, hopefully uh, this will be solved. Other people can solve this. My brain does not need to solve how six frames got shipped to Salem,
1: Massachusetts. Without so the for, bezels.
0: So for those who don't
2: know what a bezel is,
0: we should probably define that real quick. So so inside a data center when you when you go in there and you're you're messing with um, any kind of storage system or HCI appliance or server there's usually a little front panel cover, right? And and that is called a bezel and it pops off pretty easy, but but it's um
1: And the 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 significance of that is that's where the branding occurs, right? Yes. So like depending on who the manufacturer is, there is a you know behind the scenes an unbelievable amount of effort and time and consideration paid to what that bezel looks like because everybody wants these, you know, high-end, high-tech data centers to look futuristic and cool. And so there's this. There's, there's, you there's spend a lot, a lot of
0: money. It should look cool. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's,
1: there's value associated with the aesthetics of what these things yeah. look like, which is why people that you know own marketing organizations will go out and find people to paint specific colors on these bezels because they are incredibly cool yeah. to be able to have something especially if it's different yeah, than what kind. everything yeah. else looks like yeah. it's a, it's a brilliant idea it really yeah. is mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah. unfortunately and, and, yeah. <laughs> a for effort uh, so not so much yeah. on the actual execution.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason, the be- the reason you know, if you buy a normal server somebody you don't have a bezel, the reason bezels um, for our servers are removable is because, hey, that's where the branding has to be. But you also generally have the service behind them. You may be inserting components behind it, et cetera. So it's a removable piece, which is why there happen to be none on, on these that got shipped. So, yes. So, so I just wanted the removable pieces, and I did not get them. So, yes.
0: That's a total bummer, so, Colin. Yes, I'm
2: sorry. It's, it's fine. It, it, it's, it, it's just I broke down laughing when, when I started this, because I was like, the sheer hilarity of it is like the the one thing that could go wrong was the absolute most simplest thing is they just, you know, you know whoever was packing the order picked the wrong thing and say yes, and so.
1: it's it, and, and just from a user perspective, it's crazy, the emotional attachment to, to that bezel. And the it's It's like a trading card, right? you know it's like oh my god i have a you know a, I, I won't name brands but i have a version 1 from whatever and here's the thing and yeah. you know i've i've walked into meetings with customers where i've sat down and they've had mm-hmm. the actual bezels you know either mounted on the wall or sitting on their desks from you know different you know products so yeah. uh, it's it's
0: yeah, it's kind of the tech I, equivalent of a license plate. When you go yeah. into like an old yes. town, and the license yes. plates from all the states and different kind of versions of of the same state's license plates are all hanging up, it's yeah. it's the same sort of principle.
1: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. for for the target audience, they get that. For the folks kind of outside that don't that don't deal with the you know the utter geekiness of this on a daily basis, they're like you know what do I yeah. care, right? I remember
2: my office in in Hopkinton. I had like ten bezels along my windowsill because that's how often we churn them because we come out with a cool one, and it was a VCE bezel. The VCE got folded back into EMC, we had to have an EMC bezel. And then Dell bought EMC, we had to have a Dell EMC bezel. And then we had to have a new bezel to comply with the new design standards that Dell EMC applied, so yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and used to collect
0: of... bezels, too, from the competitors when we replaced their, their frames. I oh, no, like, oh,
2: that's a cool thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a trophy room. Like scalps, like scalps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> goodness that's actually ooh. that that's a that's a competition for the sales force to do like hey show us your scalps oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: get on it get on it it should be a thing yeah.
1: all right how are you going to transition from scalping competitors to now talking about sustainability good luck we're, with that re- we're recycling the bezels it's, we're it's the really bezels.
0: easy yeah yeah talk about what what happens to all this gear after after it's served its purpose in the data center i mean I mean, I've seen some pretty interesting um, applications of uh, data center technology being repurposed for different means. I was at a social media company that took an old Sun system and turned it into a wine cooler, which I thought was amazing. I've been to um, breweries down here um, where I am in Seattle, where uh, the employees were former Microsoft employees that... uh, that put they changed them into keg mounts so so an old Clarion storage system I installed at Microsoft became a keg mount at this local brewery that I occasionally go to so so every once in a while, I'll go visit it yep. <laughs> in its new form so so it it can happen like we can how's, we can make that this transition yeah. how's, the, be- how's the
1: beer how's the beer? How's the beer?
0: The beer's great. (laughs) The brewery is um, Nine Yards Brewery. It's uh, down in Kenmore, Washington. So, so yeah, the beer's great. You can go visit the first Clarion array I ever installed, (laughs) which now supports beer. Yeah.
1: I just put that. That's on my bucket list now. Next time I'm in the Pacific Northwest, I will definitely have to head there for that. That'll be a good selfie.
2: Yeah, in the main employee lounge, um, in and 650 mountain view um, for pure they have mm-hmm. taken a connectrix cab and made it a keg mount. Uh, n- nothing quite as, you know, as sophisticated as, as a as a Powermax or a, a Vmax or Symmetrix, but it's, Still a, it's something I, but it's a, it's a connectrix it's the same same design same design. Yeah. That slash cabinet yeah it's nice. Yeah. Just
0: a switch instead of a storage array. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's the same cabin design with a different label on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was before some of us were working on the branding of, 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 the, of the government.
0: <laughs> yeah. Back in the old, old days.
2: Yeah. I remember having meetings about hinges on doors because they bring us marketing people in because the door to look sexy, et cetera. And then I'd have to, I'd be, I just concerned about the look and feel, but they're like, no, no, the hinges on this are three inches higher than they were in the previous system. And also, oh, God,
0: that's I'm a problem.
2: Yeah. I, yes, I know. I'm talking <laughs> meeting about hinges. Thank you. Shoot me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like just just figure it out and make it work. Yes, we, yes, exactly, we, yeah. We, yeah. we need people who are execution oriented here. Make it work.
1: <laughs> so I it's funny you say that. So I I've, I've had I've been to it's happened more than once. Let's just say where, you know, we we shipped in equipment to a, you know, a trade show or a particular location and it was like right on the heels of something new being announced and you know when something new gets announced they change the the door the bezel the kind of the front end look of that and they would ship the equipment in and it's like real equipment you know we're going to fire this stuff up and we're going to run it and it's going to lights are blinking and fans are blowing and all that stuff but you know the, the the bezel of the door doesn't match anymore and so they would ship out a door and you would have to replace the uh, the door off of the uh, the cabinet with from the old one to the new one, which you would think would be kind of like you know a pretty simple sort of a task. But you know, keep in mind, this is not this is it's literally like going into a car and changing a dashboard in terms of the amount of screws and wiring and just all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. that you would have to go through. But I would tell you this, I'm pretty good at it, and I know what size the two different sizes of screwdrivers you need to bring because you need a number two and a number one in order to basically do it because you can't do it with both of them. And that's why when this, this would happen, it'd be like, well, what do we have for, for tools? Well, we have a screwdriver. All right, well, what kind is it? Does it matter? Yes, it does because if it doesn't, yes. you know what ends up happening? That 33-cent screw that you stripped because you put the wrong screwdriver in there? That's going to screw everything up because now we don't have a way of being able to remove it. So let's get the right screwdrivers. I remember, I remember things with Colin. We would ship equipment, and we're like so off topic. Um, yeah. we, we would ship equipment, and and they, you know, the equipment would show up, and and there were these uh, shipping screws. So that so when they would ship equipment, there were screws that they would put in. That once it arrived on site, you were supposed to take the screws out so you could open up. The um the cabinets and you could pull the trays out and you could show you know the controllers and the drives and the power supplies and all the stuff that people came there to geek out on, but you would have people that had never like been involved with this before and they would get there and this is like these simple release. Latches that you would like pull, and that would open it up. Because from a serviceability perspective, it should be pretty easy to get in there. But if you didn't take out the shipping screws, you, you, couldn't, couldn't, get, you couldn't get it done. Why don't we say They're trying to yeah. pull <laughs> when, when the new when the new but drawers the, came out. But the the and the trickle- like like
2: <laughs> you need to take the screws out right here.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And they would they would be sitting there, it like it's stuck, it's broken. Why yes. won't it open up? And it's like, oh, because there's a little broke. screw in there that you have to take. Oh, and no one showed you that oh my yeah, god
0: you're gonna make sure you're gonna make sure it ships intact and then fix but it i'll, I'll turn this end. to
2: a sustainability conversation is um, one of the things i think we can do and you know some of us have done it better than others in our careers is when you're shipping systems for demo purposes build in a demo mode into the system you shouldn't have to fire up a system and fully power it just to have it sit with some blinking lights Yes. you know, have have it run on you know USB power an outlet or a battery you can plug in, um, so you don't have to. You know, I remember you know we would you know when we ran you know three phase systems etc. To, to get them to fit. You know, that's you know intensive. It's cost and you if it's just not doing anything if it's if it's there just to look pretty, make it look pretty and build in a mode where you can actually you know make the system light up and look good, but
1: without actually you know providing full power to it. And ship minimal. Uh, yeah so I know this guy and he's kind of brilliant and you know said hey here's this thing and here are the power supplies that are required in order to do it and you need all this special powering yeah. and yep. you know dual cords coming in and all this and said oh no well if we take this thing and we plug it in here and we do this and we mix it around we could we could get this yeah. to run off of just a wall outlet yeah, yeah. and I, and I, I, and I'm the sure. co- the cost savings to doing that are non-trivial because when you go into an event, and you need all that special power. Three they're charging, power is
0: a bitch, Yeah. They're, yeah. Char-
1: they're charging like three grand for something like yeah. that. So if you're doing ten shows a year and you just want to mm-hmm. fire this thing up, that's thirty grand in power yeah. versus if you could just come in and plug in, you know, to the extension cord that's yeah. coming off from a monitor. Um, What's well, well, better? Br- brilliant guy. I'll- yeah. There's yeah. a guy at
2: Pure I hooked up with because I was doing the same thing. We're doing we're doing a, a major reveal and, and like we want to roll something out on stage. So you can't roll something with a cord dragging behind it, and I'm like, well, how do we get the bezel to light up? And he ended up hacking it and hacking wires in, you know, to do it, and had a little um, uh, nine-volt battery that you could, plug, you know, to sort of tape behind the bezel. We're going back to the bezel and tape behind the bezel to do it. But that sort of thing should be standard. Have that as an option, you know, if you to want to look, you know, here, flip it in, you know, it could be a nine-volt or a USB battery, or whatever it happens to be. It's more standard. Um, you know, so that was sort of a one-off hack to do it, but it made it it made it easier because you can then move it around, you know, carry it around. It still stays lit and looks kind of cool, and doesn't have
1: to consume massive amounts of power.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: I, I would say one of the funnest parts of the gig over the last I don't know how many years is when you do get to go into the lab and you get to like mess around with this stuff and you get to like, I'll say, let just say color outside of the lines and do things Uh -uh. that you would you would never do like in a you know in a real environment but things that when you when you know enough about how things get connected and how everything kind of works should work but just because they you know just because they can doesn't mean they 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 should ever be like really put out there but it's kind of fun to kind of go in there and be like well if i did this and did this and i got this well this is a three-year-old power supply but it's still supported with this we'll plug it into here and we'll do this and be like oh my god everything works and nothing's complaining so that's that is from a geek perspective kind of a a fun thing to to be able to do is mess around in the lab and i tell that to all of the you know the younger folks that i that i have coming in especially the ones that want to start to become you know more knowledgeable about the products it's like you know spend some time in the lab and not just you know, messing around with with you know demos and, and things like that but go touch the hardware, install it see what it's like to rack something. how heavy is it you know if you have to pull out a, a controller board or you have to replace a dim or something like that what is what does that look like? how hard is it to get in there because the, the experience is, is invaluable in terms of being able to do that.
0: yeah play with it yeah. and then'll it'll help you yeah. speak about it better.
1: At a a minimum, at least be able to know that there are shipping screws on that, you know, (laughs) six-figure dollar piece of equipment that got shipped out there that everybody wants to see, but you don't know how to open up.
0: Scott, I appreciate you. We cannot spend 20 minutes on shipping
1: screws. Yeah, but (laughs) what we can can do is um,
2: we can talk about – we can talk about trade shows and sustainability because we yeah. you know, we're, we're getting there already. And one of my things I was going to talk about, two, my two pet peeves about trade shows are t-shirts mm-hmm. and collateral.
0: Yes. <laughs> and Preach. and, you know,
2: and I, <laughs> I know people, everyone seems to like a t-shirt and we'll do crazy things and stand in long lines for t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But all of us have t-shirts that just sit in our closet and go to waste. Yeah. I don't know how many trade show T-shirts I have. I stopped taking them. There's, there's only so many rooms in my house I can paint with, you know, <laughs> a Cisco T-shirt or something on. That I don't care yeah. about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, let's please stop doing T-shirts. Um, I I, I, I please, please
0: stop doing not cool T-shirts. Like I'll still so take a cool T-shirt and give it to that, my son to wear, and it saves me however much. <laughs> money at the store. <laughs> like, I, I do I, not wear the t-shirts from conferences at all for what it's worth. This, I I just shop for kids clothes there.
1: So true story, and I don't know if anybody <clears throat> was involved in this, but let's just tell the story. I remember having a case of these gray t shirts.
0: <laughs> oh god.
1: That no said not
0: the gray. Cloud
1: Defender on those. Ew. Yeah, matter, matter of fact, when I mow the lawn, I, I, I wear a t-shirt that says Cloud Defender. What's nice about it is I never have to wear the same one again, because I have boxes and boxes and boxes of these t-shirts. So, yeah. So, so, so someone may have been involved in those. Um, someone may have been involved oh in no. those.
2: No, I, and I, I may have several Cloud Defender t-shirts I still wear around the house, and they fit really well, but um, yes. Um, they, um, they, they're the nice stylish t-shirts. Um, they're great. I was only involved in the concept and the design. Um, and the, and the, 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 Defend- the cloud defender shirts went with an iOS game release called cloud defender, mm-hmm. um, um, which was actually kind of cool. My first iOS game developed, it was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, but, um, the, the, um, the number of shirts. I seriously remember having a conversation with someone whose name begins with a B. Who shall, who shall we name nameless? Um, uh, you remember who that is, Scott? Right? Oh,
1: keep yeah. going. I was. Yeah. again, so
2: I. So just for, for 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 backstory for folks on the on the call who don't know, I was. I'm a product marketing guy formerly product manager. I know product stuff came in, was asked to come help but, out. But you can
1: them. code. Tell them, make but sure I you know. work that. <laughs> you can code. Can oh, I, I can you know, code? Yeah. All right. Whatever. There yeah, are going.
0: plenty of legit product yeah. people in this world and we yes. love every single one of them. Yeah. Product no, marketers but, too.
2: Yeah, I, I, but I got dragged in. Actually, I got. this is my first gig in, in product marketing. I got dragged in because my boss said, you've complained about product marketing for the last seven years. I now <laughs> own it. I now own it. Come help me fix it. Yep. And then, and then of course he got, I, I ended up, doing well on liking it, and he got let go a year later um, mm. um, but um so we had a bunch of boobs running the team and most of them got let go so I'm trying to cover and be adult supervision for this trying to figure stuff out and you know for the trade show stuff I get the concepts and things like that but like we're having a conversation about how many do we order and I'm like <sighs> I have no clue like nobody you knows know, how many yeah. we ordered last year. Right. You know, like someone tell me like, and it was just like, and so we <laughs> picked the number and whatever number we picked was way too high. And so we ship them back. But that gets to my second point about collateral in case you don't know this for the t-shirts because they were valuable and could be had potential reuse. We shipped them back. Most stuff that gets shipped to a trade show. That's paper gets pitched there. Yes. And, and that's unsustainable. And I I refuse to do trade shows now where I ship paper collateral. If you want something, I can pull up a webpage and send you a link to it, whatever. You know, there are apps that can do that for you quickly and easily, or you can just copy it down, or I can, you know, airdrop it to you, whatever. But I am not pr- printing and shipping paper and wasting that cost, wasting that material, when, you know, a good chunk of it is going to go in the trash in Las Vegas or in Orlando or, wherever it ha- or Barcelona, wherever it happens to be
0: and even the, the stuff that gets taken it ends up in the yep. trash like most yep. people don't really read that stuff they take yep. it because they're looking for the other swag and they feel like they're obligated to yep. to take it if it's there um yep. i've i've done links for all that stuff or or scan a qr mm-hmm. code with yep. a sign so, yep, yep, yep. if you want to read if you want to read collateral yeah but but yeah stickers and t-shirts like those are two of the big things that that really weigh us down. Um, in addition to the paper,
1: well, it's kind of interesting because like the whole trade show stuff this year, or you know, going yeah. into this year, is radically different because they're they are no longer physical events; they're uh. all virtual events. So they're still shipping
0: know. swag, you guys. Really? Like, oh no! You, yeah, there yep. are people what? that are still shipping swag boxes to people. I can't believe it. Like we we did digital swag, so so like virtual stickers and badges and stuff like that but there are people that still physically sh- ship t-shirts
1: no no so that's virtual events like
0: it's so easy
1: so there's a there's a virtual event that's coming up and I, I won't get into the details but you may or may not be involved in <laughs> well so what they're what the giveaway is which i think is absolutely brilliant is they giving away masks and the masks are branded and the mat, Colin. Oh God! I can't believe I gave. I this have one a to branded you, but, mask. Yeah. But I, like, I, I, I've had that idea too. Scott. Oh yeah, my God! Everybody's had that idea. Like but, as soon as masks were a thing. But but yeah. they really that that's like you know the the genius that said okay let's stop giving away t-shirts and let's start giving away socks at these conferences. That's brilliant because you don't need another t-shirt, but like at the end of like a four-day conference, a clean pair of socks. It's like oh my God, yes, I'm gonna wear these. Especially
0: like, a good pair like yeah. a lot of the pairs that they do now are trash like yeah. you've got to get a good pair but yeah, um, if you're gonna do it do it yep. if you're yes, gonna produce exactly. swag and especially in one of those categories where it's like ah, it's not really sustainable it's kind of expensive and there could be some waste. like make something that you would wear on a date
2: okay <laughs> like that should be the bar <laughs> that should, uh, that's gonna be my new bar I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna steal that yes yeah
1: that is a pretty good one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like those those delium t, ah, sh- c- uh, sorry, those Dell C shirts that they had. I don't remember if they were for SEs or what they were, but they were the primary storage shirts that had the, like the fake tux printed on the front. Like,
1: all right, so that's where. So I, I get that because <laughs> what kind of garbage. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of. I've seen like, like a like lot of. Eighty-four high school. Right. Oh my
0: God. I know there it's
1: are, terrible. Yes. There are there are product teams that will design something that looks very cool from and they'll show it to hey everybody that's on the product team look at this and like oh my god that is so awesome because this is what I do and then like once you get outside of that you know next level they're like this is kind of not it's it's not even like no, you know that's gonna
2: be my new that's gonna be my new threshold would would, would you wear this on a date yep <laughs> 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 Melissa's guy just a sweat sustainable sweat. <laughs>
1: My so my, my T shirt threshold was always like is this something you would see on, you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? And if it was like that kind of a cool so you have to watch the show to appreciate it. But like you'd have like that just random T shirt be like, Oh my god, that is like brilliant. And then you see and then you see some knucklehead at a bar wearing T shirt. was like, Oh my God, he saw the episode and he ordered the T shirt. Not that I've yeah, ever done or, anything or like that.
0: Abed's shirts on community. He's got Legit, every time I watch Community, I'm like, I want Abed
2: shirt. Every time. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, have, have I told you my business idea? And I'm going to give it out to now, you know, the 500 people who listen to us. Please. Um, I, I want to... I, this is my new startup idea. I want a shopping site where you can order the stuff that people were wearing on TV last week.
0: Oh, my God, please. Like, especially for... Um, oh, God. Lovecraft Country? Like, mm-hmm. the first episode, the female kind of... I guess, n- supporting character, uh, I guess the female lead is, is what I'll call her, like her, her whole wardrobe, like in an instant, like I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd be on whatever shopping site that was and, and click and go immediately. So, so yes, I'm down with this plan.
2: Yeah, there was, I thought this when there was this Bravo show, um, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was about a con man who came out of jail, um, started, Matt, Matt Bomber was not it. Matt Bomber started it. Um, Ooh.
1: um yeah. I'm usually right there on the Bravo I'm, shows. I don't remember. I can't which remember. One. No, 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 sorry, not Bravo. I, I know, not Bravo.
2: But... Um, um, no, sorry, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't Bravo. Um, it wasn't Bravo. Sorry, because Bravo doesn't do scripted much. Um, uh, it was one of those other alternative networks, the White Collar. Um, on like USA or something or something like that. Well, it called White Collar, and he was a white collar criminal who got out of jail. He was a forger, etc. Um but mm. they they had him in the best clothes and um and the guy who played it opposite um and said so literally i was like i just want to go in and be able, like no i want I, I want Papa video to know what he wore right you know? mm-hmm. yeah, usa
0: is what it was on
2: usa usa that's right yeah 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 back when usa had a bunch of those shows right they had a a series of interesting they sort of died off in the in, in, in original programming totally but um yeah but they had a they had a, a couple of years there where they were doing that and um the one with the um, about the sports bookie right um, yeah, you know, like, with with the uh, the now you know well formerly princess of England was that Meghan right? She, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, Mar- like, yeah, Markle or yeah, yeah Meghan Markle yeah um, yeah but yeah so like like I, said, I I totally want like for key shows like you know you give the show a kickback tell us what you you know you know you know your costume designer bought these things you know what they are you have got a list someplace you know let's monetize that you know yeah you absolutely the sales like, we'll sell it yeah that's yeah.
0: something I would invest in Colin let's do it. Yeah. That can that can be our retirement plan, mm-hmm. like when whenever we decide yeah. we're fed up yeah. with tech, which yeah. should be soon.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. uh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, at this point, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm at the jump the shark ex- episode. Yeah. Like this is this is about where it is, right? <laughs> so, I,
2: I so know. I'm for, so I, I wanna um, I'm ready why. for what's next. <laughs> I want to why, but first we have. So, do people know what jump the shark means?
0: I think they do. Even if yeah. they haven't seen Happy Days and don't yeah. remember the show that kind of started it, I think people know what the phrase Jump the Shark means.
1: Oh, I watched the episode. So I and I, <laughs> not only did I watch the episode, I remember after the episode was over, I was like, well, this show sucks now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so for folks, for folks And for I watched it live. And I didn't even have to stay up past my bedtime in order to watch oh, it. No. There, was very,
2: there was a very popular show on TV. In the 70s and 80s um, called Happy Days, um, and the Fonz was the major character. He was super cool, wore leather jackets, and he was sort of like educate all the townies. But they, th- there was one episode where he was water skiing and jumped over a shark, and that was sort of like where they went too far in terms of how cool he could be, and sort of the show sort of died after that. So jumping the shark means you. you've gone beyond the pale and are now, you know, dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah. And, and yeah, that that's kind of, that's, that's what I'm thinking right now is, is like, I need, I need a new plan. So, so I like your plan, Colin. Yeah. I'm good with that. We can do that. So you went over all of your sustainability things?
2: No, those are my first two. I don't know if Scott did any, but um, do you have any besides those?
0: I was kind of looking at it and researching sustainable technology and seeing like what was out there. And of course, like I've got like a website that was given to me for um, for kind of doing this sustainable swag thing, which is cool and all, but I, I don't want to endorse it yet because I haven't really used it. So so I'll check that out and get back to everybody. But what I found was was there a lot of big companies that are doing cool things around sustainability, but most of it seems to be tied to Internet of Things devices and sensors. And kind of going through and say, okay, well, how can we make sure that we're getting the most out of our produce, out of our store, out of this or that or, or the other, and, and using our resources wisely? So, so spinning down lights and, um, mm-hmm. and cooling and other things in relation to where people are in the store but also in automatically detecting when things are about to go bad or when things have gone bad and and taking care of it and rearranging things um in the store based on on like promoting the ultimate shelf life and stuff like that so so it was a pretty interesting kind of kind of read and bit of research in in the um Walmart and Microsoft specifically tend to be doing a lot in this area, which I was really surprised by. So, uh, well, Walmart less so than Microsoft, but yeah. Interesting. What about you, Scott? What's, what's your sustainable story?
1: So I, I did put some thought into this and so, um, last week, um, I put new tires on the truck, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going on, it'll be three years and, spring. Um, and I hit the 65,000 mile mark. So the tires were getting pretty bad. So I had to put new tires on and I was kind of like doing the math. Well, you know, how long are these tires going to last me? Because Mm -hmm. like when I had to drive to work every day, I did the math on that. So if I went in, so it's, it's about an 80 mile round trip. And let's just say it was an average week where, you know, Monday through Friday I would go in. So that's 400 miles a week. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's a lot or if that's a little. What does that actually mean? But if you take 400 and you multiply that by 50 weeks, right, that comes out to over that comes to 20,000 miles a year. And so you chop that off, and it all becomes just you know not having to do that, just the amount of um, savings from uh, you know not being in the car all the time, and just the productivity. But the other thing is, if you look at So they, if you get up in the morning and you put the news on, they'll have kind of like, you know, here's the traffic going into the city, and forever you come in and they would show the traffic map and they'd be like all these red lines because everybody's trying to get into, you know, the downtown Boston area, and it would literally take, you know, to go 30 miles from kind of the New Hampshire border down to where Boston is. It's it's a two plus hour ride to do that. That same ride today. Monday through Friday, whatever day of the week, no matter what time you're doing it in the morning, is 30, maybe 45 minutes if there's quote-unquote traffic. And so you think about just the, the cost savings associated with that and not having to actually physically drive it. Now, I didn't have to go into Boston, so I, we were kind of outside of Boston. But that's you know, the, the story from just like a – that's a game changer because just the amount of emissions and just things that happen as far as – not just me, but anybody else that's in that same situation. So that was, you know, that was kind of a game changer for me. Um, the, the other example that I had, which is probably not as cool, is um, so I switched out all of my light bulbs at the house, and I went with the the LED light bulbs. Yes. I kind of hated. I hated the LED light bulbs when they first came out because they, they just weren't bright enough and. Yeah take a while for the, the light was weird
0: up. yeah it was yeah. But,
1: but like the new ones are not bad at all and um you know when you look at like a a new led light bulb if you were to take that light bulb and turn it on and leave it on for a year the amount of power that it would require to do that would cost you about 10 bucks a year right and then if you compare that to like a traditional kind of light bulb an incandescent. That's about 60 bucks a year for that same light bulb, so it's a a huge savings. So the thing that I've noticed that I've done is now that I've swapped out all the light bulbs, I leave the lights on a lot more often. I don't get too like overly concerned about, oh my God, you know, who turned this light on? Who pays the electricity bill over here? By the way, that's a TikTok thing, electricity. Anyway, so, but those those would be my things. That's a yeah. lovely jacket you have hanging on the uh, the back of the chair today, by the way. I oh god, this thing
0: is that. amazing. So <laughs> it's got these it's got these little um, I'm gonna call them cheetahs. I have no idea what they are, but they're they're cheetahs. And then on the back is this epic one with like a blue mouth and rhinestones and crazy stuff. And um, I have this on the back of my chair because a friend of mine at work was having a bad day, and one of his favorite shows is what is it, the Tiger King or whatever the heck?
1: Yes, <laughs> Tiger King. You
0: I have not have watched, watched the been... show. Oh, my I, God. I tried. I tried for about oh. 10 minutes, and I was like, I'm not sure I can do this. Maybe it's a little too close to my roots. But, <laughs> but he loves the show, and he was having a bad day, so I'm like, I'm going to wear the epic kind of animal kingdom jacket and it's for for those who who cannot see this jacket it's it's kind of a zip up bomber jacket with um well i guess it's a bomber jacket with with three wild cats on it and it's um i'm going to say leopard print um <laughs> so so i figured between well, it, leopard print it, it's, it's actually more and...
2: giraffe actually okay no,
0: okay more <laughs> giraffe then but but regardless it's got like is, this animal print thing leopard going leopard. and a wild cat on each side of the front and then a giant wild cat with rhinestones on the back like it's 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 a bit over the tops but i I figured i would wear it and and talk to him and he'd be like wow and you know we we'd have like like this moment where where it kind of turned his day around because he was having a rough day so so i just kind of wanted wanted to get a chuckle out of somebody and and cheer them up a little bit and and did it work I think it did. I think it did. They they seem to be in a better mood now. So you know, we'll see.
1: You know what you should do? You should ship him six racks on two pallets. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Jesus>.
0: No, <laughs> no, yeah. he's he's been through that dance uh, with us. Actually, he's he's a formal former employee of the uh, massive entity that was formerly. Um, EMC, Blur. VMware, that whole family, right? So, so he's he's done that dance. Um, if I were to ship him something, it would be it would be a, this is fine dog or something. Instead, <laughs> poor
2: guy. <sighs> so Scott, you saw my
1: new jacket, right? The one I can't wait to wear. I, no, no, no. So it's not the one that you can't wait to wear. It's the one that I can't wait to borrow. But <laughs> the-
0: <laughs> I need to see this jacket.
1: I posted it on, I think, on um, Insta a couple weeks ago.
0: Okay. I need to be on Insta
1: more just um, to stalk you, Colin. So
2: I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture as well. I'll send you a text in a second. Um,
1: I, I, I made, uh, by the way, I made Colin an unsolicited offer this week. Right? Yeah. Any <laughs> Well,. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Not that kind of an offer. It was. <laughs> it was any of the clothes. So Colin's been running. Oh yes, hard. yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes you, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. And so yes, yes. Colin has a lot of, let's just say, fine clothing. He has an, he has excellent taste, and just top shelf in terms of the stuff. He's amazing. And I know now, and I, he is amazing. And I know now he's uh more athletic and a little thinner, and I'm not as thin, and it's just kind of going the other way, but he has a lot of cool stuff. So I said, anything that doesn't fit you anymore that you're thinking about getting rid of, I will buy. And you don't even have to – I just tell me what you want for it and ship it over, and I will, like – I will send it to you because it's that will, that good.
2: No, I'm not, yeah, I will send it to you, yeah.
1: No, so um, a friend do, of do, mine... we want, do you want to tell the story about the Christmas
2: party?
0: <laughs> L- let him tell his first story about the <laughs> –
2: Yeah, let me tell my story about this. So um, – a friend of mine who also works in marketing, but on the on the um, he runs um, he's the lead designer for Color Works. They, they do the large scale printing for fabrics and paper and stuff. Oh, cool! Um, and so met him at a bunch of conferences. but you've seen each other talking, hang out, blah blah blah. Um, and he was doing um, a show for me at the Bill Graham at Pure. And he's like, "Oh, I remember you from Vegas last year." So we ended up going out for drinks, whatever. Um, new to San Francisco, met him, but anyway, good friend, hanging out. He was doing a job for ILM for their internal event, Ooh. and they gave him an ILM model shop jacket. Wow! And, I do
0: remember seeing this now. Yes,
2: yes, and he and I and I was like, I was like, I'm so. And this was like six months ago. It was you know pre-COVID, when they were actually doing events. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe even nine months ago, in the fall, and I was like. I love the jacket. I'm so jealous. And so for from, from my birthday, he's like, I sent you a package. And it was that jacket. Like, I was like, oh my freaking God. It's a one of a kind thing. Yay! It's insane. Yes. So It's yeah. It's I can't wait for the way to get cool so I can walk
1: around in my ILM model shop jacket.
0: Very nice. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely a cool. Yes. Well, yeah.
0: So let's um, get back to the wine, shall we?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
2: How far are people in? I'm going pretty far.
1: My bottle's I empty. I got one more glass ab- of my bottle.
0: About halfway. So I'm I'm the lagger today, which makes yeah. sense. I've been um, in and out of Zoom calls. Yeah. I've done, um, what, we did eight Zoom calls for the middle schooler on the first day of school. And then another two per day for the elementary schooler. So it's been mm-hmm. an experience over the last few days in in playing tech support which isn't something i've done in a while and uh as such i've been a little low on the wine sadly
2: well no i saw, I, I was two in before we started two glasses in because i was dealing with pallets and bezels mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i just need to go um but yeah um no so the wine is good I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this wine. i would i would order this again um it's a really classy cab and well done and it's fun it's good
0: yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody listening because somebody pinged me and they're like, I'm just gonna to listen to your wine suggestions on the show and buy all your wine. No, buy Colin's wine. Okay. Buy Colin's wine. Buy
1: Colin's wine from Colin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't buy it from I'm Colin. Really let him said. let him keep his wine. But but seriously, if, if Colin has a wine suggestion, buy Colin's wine. Yeah,
2: no, thank you. No, I'm I'm I just know like like I gotta say I, you know I know what I like to drink. And, you know, I like to drink a lot of wine, but I (laughs) like to drink. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, And so what's going to say? Um, No. So, yeah. um, By the way, so we're getting close to the top of the hour. And it's
0: your show next week. It's
2: my show next week, speaking of wine. And so the gauntlet I am throwing down for you all. Bubbles. Bubbles. Bubbles! Bubbles. 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 Yay, bubbles! Yes. And the challenge is, um, you know, we've all had champagne. We've had a glass of brood at New Year's Eve and randomly kissed someone, whatever. Go beyond that. Go beyond that. Find something that's bubbles but unusual.
0: Unusual bubbles. I already have something, but I don't want to drink it for the show, so I'm going to have to come up with something. Okay. But I support this message. Do we have to bring like a uh uh an interesting bubble story
2: with it or or what are we doing um, for no, tech it, 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 uh, well for tech we're gonna do um and I, I just decided before the top of the show now if it's space my mind um for tech we're gonna oh no that was it was sort of because bubbles i always think are effervescent they bring life to things mm-hmm. we're gonna do technology that should come back or technology that died too soon Ooh, Ooh. i like that
0: i love mm-hmm. this idea yes so yeah. what,
2: what was an idea that was great and didn't um, work?
1: Yeah, Or, or, not if it, 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 or w- maybe it, it to... was
0: too early for its time. Like,
1: exactly, yeah. 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 Well, for, yeah. Many reasons, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Or, or it worked and some product manager decided that, hey, there's a better way yeah. to do this, and they yeah. came up with an idea, and it wasn't necessarily better. So, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot yeah. of it. Okay, so, I like so that. So te- technology
2: revival, or that you'd like to see revived yeah
1: so before yeah. before we go i'm gonna like interject i know we're at the top of the hour so like okay. if you're listening for like the wine and, and, and the tech stuff then you can like stop the podcast right now but we have to we have to get our run stories in because everybody's out there doing their thing so colin is training are you st- are you training for the marathon or i'm training you... for a full marathon now <laughs> yeah. okay all right because you're all I did in 60 you... miles last week so yeah oh, so wow. yeah it's uh it's crazy and and what about you melissa how you been doing
0: I have not been doing so well the past two weeks. Um, I had, uh, I've had, i had some pretty heinous shin splints and it got to the point Oof. to where if someone touched my shins, I would like jump out of my skin. Really? So, so I've taken a little bit of time off from the running, but also like I was working four to four last week, <laughs> speaking of sustainability. Um, and then this week it was like school starting. So I'm going to get back to my runs probably in full force starting Sunday and by by in full force i mean i'll i'll gradually ramp up because um the shin splints were pretty bad so i'm i'm just gonna try and and get out there and get going but i've been biking instead
1: so so i i selfishly asked that because i have one story and it was the story that went through my head as i was going through it it was like all right i have to tell this on the podcast so i usually i get up in the morning and i do my usual whatever run and pretty consistently I go ahead and do that but someone said hey there's a 5k that they're running and it's you know on Tuesday you know afternoon late evening you should come and check it out so it was a it was a run and it was at 6:30 and I was like well I don't know maybe I will maybe I won't like no big deal so I did my normal thing in the morning so I ran my usual miles in the morning and then it was in the afternoon and it was such a beautiful day It was, you know, it was 70 degrees. It was, like, really dry. It was like, oh, you know, I wasn't doing it. I was like, all right, I'll go check out this run. And I was told it was a 5K. It wasn't a 5K. It was basically a running club that was getting together to go ahead and do a a, a 5K that they were all being timed on, right? So I show up, and I register, and, like, they're all, like, these people, like, legit, like, runners. I was like... So I go in, I put my name in, I give them my five bucks. I like, and I'm looking around. I was like, okay, I have to do this. I can't. I can't quit anymore. So the race starts. They like leave me in the dust. I am like so. Like I'm by myself. So much so that like I'm running a a, a course and I don't know the course, so I don't know where to go. And they're like, oh, the course is marked. The signs. You do this. And I find a couple of signs, but then there were some places I didn't know where I was going. So. Long story short, it was a 5K, so it was supposed to be 3.1. I took a wrong turn, so I did like almost three and a half. But like when I finished the race, like I was, when I say dead last, not like dead last. It was like, hey, we got to wait for the new guy because we want him to join (laughs) the running club sort of a thing. And I come running in, and it's my second 5K of the day, by the way, and my time is horrible. And I got lost, so it was like this other thing. And as I came running in, they lined up on either side of where the finishing line is. And they were all clapping for me and cheering for me. No, it wasn't. It was absolutely pathetic because it was like, oh my god, I do this every day of my life. And they're like looking at me like, this is the first time I've ever run in my life.
0: Well, it's the first time you've done two 5Ks in a day, is it not?
1: Actually, it's not, (laughs) but... (laughs) getting a little bit older now but like that one that one hurt but it was just like and everybody's like oh man congratulations how did it feel and I was like you know I'm just like I got lost and like you guys should like mark things a little bit better because I didn't know where I was because they literally they it's, so first off super nice people really really nice people and the fact that they all waited for me to cross and they were sitting there and applauding it was like oh god so I was I was a little bit mortified. I will I will not be doing that again. But I I'm wearing the t-shirt by the way. That's why I wore this t-shirt. Oh well, nice. To be able to remember for. Nice. They were like, "Oh dude, you get a t-shirt." So Anyway, so that's my run story. All right, we're way past time. Someone's got to wrap this up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we do.
1: It's so almost show.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Um, next week, we're going to do adventures in bubbles and tech we would like to bring back to life. Uh, again, I'm your host, Melissa Burton Green, and I appreciate you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening.
1: So,